0: Hello and welcome back to another episode of Business Mindset in Minutes. I am your host Nicole and I'm so excited to have you here on this Business Journey podcast. So today, diving right into it, I have a little bit of a special bonus episode for you that actually came from special request. Now, I posed a couple questions about my lifestyle and where I live and operate my business from currently right now in October of 2021. And I got some really interesting questions that some people wanted to hear about. So I am totally going to freestyle it today and I'm going to answer some of the questions that you guys had towards me about living and running my business in China. Okay, so let's get right into it. So, if you do not know, actually, my first episode on this podcast, if you scroll down to the bottom, I talked all about how I got to China, how I ended up starting my business, and it really dives into the deep end of where everything started and how it all came about. So, I do talk a little bit about China because, of course, that's been a big part of my life for many years. living here now. Uh, But this episode, we are actually going to get more into the details of living in China and some of the specific questions that I received. So to kind of kick it all off, I'm first of all going to start with why I moved to China. And this might be a little bit overlap from episode one if you did not listen to episode one, here's a little recap. So I essentially, I am from Canada, if you don't know that already. And I was working in Canada for a little while, not too, too long, about a year and a half, two years after finishing up my university degree. And from there, I realized I do not want to spend the rest of my life in an office job. I had already been doing it for maybe a year and a half, two years, as I mentioned, and I just could not imagine the next 40 years of my life looking like that so i ended up kind of thinking what can i do that could look a little bit different and ideally isn't in canada canada never really resonated with me and i just i don't know why i still don't know why well i guess i have a little bit of a better idea now um but it just never resonated with me as a place to live my entire life out in so i ended up long story short moving to china and working here actually as an ESL teacher initially, which is not something I'm trained in, and honestly, not where my passion really at all lies. I never went to school for teaching. Um, It was just kind of a means to an end to get here. I ended up absolutely loving it here in China. Um, And I just didn't really feel passionate ever about the career that I was in. And don't get me wrong, it was an amazing career. I had great students, I had great colleagues. Um, But honestly, I was pretty much doing the same thing that I would have done going into an office every day, nine to five, essentially. I could have done that back in Canada with a job that I was a lot more passionate about. Um, So it it just really didn't resonate with me and my situation and what I wanted out of life. So I ended up, due to COVID actually being a really big part of this, starting my business. And I started the Simply Social online around the COVID time um, out of seeing a need for it, honestly, is what it came from. And so there's a lot more I can dive into, but I will kind of hold off for now because this is a China episode. If you want to get a full background about me, who I am, my time in Canada, more about China and why I moved here, that would be episode number one. So absolutely check that out if you want those details. Um, And if you have any other questions, all you have to do is DM me on Instagram at the simply social underscore, And I would be more than happy to record a follow up podcast as well sometime in the future with questions. So all you have to do is reach out to me there and I would be more than happy to chat. I love, love, love to chat with you guys who listen to my podcast. Okay. So next, I want to move on to kind of day-to-day life in China. So I have been here since mid-2017. So I have been here for quite some time, just over four years now. Um, And I have seen a lot of people come and go, seen a lot of different things, um, lived a lot of different places here in China, in the city that I'm in. But day-to-day life in China, as I kind of briefly touched on a couple minutes ago, is really similar to life anywhere else, honestly. And that was something that I realized when I moved here was I am really just doing the same thing that I was doing in Canada, going to that nine to five, having I mean, you do get quite a long lunch. You get about two hours, sometimes two and a half hours for lunch here because they like to nap and have a long lunch. So that's amazing. And I've become very accustomed to napping almost once every single day just a quick little nap but it's definitely a nap culture here and I am NOT complaining but that kind of side note aside um, day-to-day life in China is quite similar now of course there are some major differences And one of those major differences for me is the language barrier. Now, I was studying Chinese for about two years, but I got locked out of China for a bit due to COVID. And after that, I kind of realized, you know, this isn't where I wanna be for the rest of my life. So due to that, I actually ended up stopping studying Chinese um, because it does take up a lot of time and a lot of time to go home and continue to study Um, And I wanted to focus on other things, namely my business and give all of my extra attention to that. Um, So I don't speak the greatest Chinese I can get by. Most foreigners here can absolutely get by, Um, but to hold a full conversation with a Chinese person is difficult for most of us myself included and it's a tonal language so there's five different tones or four depending on how you kind of want to slice it everyone has different opinions um, but I'm gonna say there's five different tones and so if you say the correct word but you don't use the right tone a lot of the time they won't understand you and that was something I got really frustrated with and that was another reason why I was just not something I wanted to focus on because like I said it does take so much time time, um, which is amazing. And I would love to learn Chinese at some point and build on what I know in the future. But I have other things and other goals that I'm striving towards that in my mind are more important and I'm all about prioritizing. Um, So I always have a list of the things I want to work on and then the top things I want to work on. And I try to work on those at least once a day for at least a little bit each day to better myself. And my business is totally number one for me. Okay, so that's a little bit about the language barrier. Now, one other thing I wanted to talk about, and I don't know if this is something you've heard of or not, but it's called the 996 work culture. Jiao Jiao Liao is Chinese 996. And this is a phrase that was coined by Jack Ma, who is the founder of Alibaba. I'm sure you've heard of Alibaba. And I'm sorry a little flummy. Um, so 996 is the work culture here in China. What it means is not the first two numbers is 99. So 9am 9 to 9pm, six days a week, 996. So that is kind of the work culture here. And honestly, the work culture here is a lot it is a lot you are expected as an employee as a new employee if you want to even be thought about moving up in the ranks by your boss you need to achieve that 996 they want to see you working late that is something that is almost required i remember any school I worked in, I've worked in a couple different schools, all of them, the Chinese teachers would stay late. Us foreign teachers, we would always leave on time, you know, if it was 4.30 or 5 o'clock. When we were set to leave, we were out of there at that time. But the Chinese teachers would stay an extra hour, maybe two hours, you know, doing marking, doing planning, sometimes just talking, because they want to be seen as really hard working, but a lot of the time it just works them to the bone. And this is something that's prevalent in any Chinese company in China, at least that you will work in. Um, You will not be required to stay late, but it's kind of an unspoken requirement from what I have gained from speaking to various different Chinese people. So it's very different from the kind of Western and European culture is really funny, actually, a little story time. I <clears throat> know this Chinese man, and we were recently talking, and he owned a smartwatch company. And so he was telling me that in his, his employees, they are expected to work a little bit later. And he was always expected also to work a little bit later. And he was like, you know what, I hate I hate, I don't like it, but it's something that's required. And he does business with a lot of people in Italy and the UK and abroad, essentially, not countries in Asia. And he was saying that I think he was specifically referencing Italy in this case, but this kind of goes for all Western countries. He was saying it was funny that when he was trying to contact them to talk about business and the watches and their orders and whatnot, after their work hours, like after 5 p.m., they just didn't respond until the next day. And he was like, that's so weird. And I was like, me being a Canadian, being from a Western culture, that's totally normal. If you work a nine to five office job and it's not your business, it's not, you know, your ultimate passion in life, which I'm sure for a lot of people, their nine to five unfortunately isn't. When you leave the office, you leave everything to do with work there, and you don't pick it up until you come back the next day. And that's totally normal. But for him, he was just saying how different it was and that that would never happen in China. And so that was kind of interesting and maybe a little example to you to illustrate the the work culture here. It's really a lot. Now, it doesn't impact, like I said, us foreigners um, because of the fact that... We, of course, are not expected to stay later. They know that we're foreigners, but as a Chinese person, absolutely, they would look at you a little bit strange if every single day you left on time. So that is just something I wanted to mention, something I have known about for a while. Actually, I heard about it quite a while ago, Um, but that is really big in terms of the work culture here in China. So very, very different from the West. So now that's a little bit about my day-to-day life in China. Honestly, I know that when it's like, oh, I live in China halfway across the world, it sounds so exciting and different and interesting. And at the beginning, it was. It was something new. There's a lot of foreigners. I'm always meeting people from different countries. To be fair, a lot of them are English-speaking Western countries, um, but some of them aren't. A lot of South America is here in my city in China, uh, a lot of different lots of Russians as well, Indians. So I'm always meeting and talking to and becoming friends with people from other countries, which is amazing. And a component that I absolutely did not have when I lived in Canada. Um, So that's always fun and you know now I know if I travel anywhere I'm most likely gonna have a friend there or know somebody who's been there to kind of ask questions about so it's a really nice feeling if travel is kind of the lifestyle that you have set out for yourself Um, but honestly it is not too much different from the day-to-day life of anywhere else in the world And that is something that took me a year or so to realize because at the beginning, it's so fun and interesting and different, um, but really it's not that different from what you could be doing anywhere else in the world. Yes, things are much cheaper here. Yes, maybe you have more job opportunities or you can make more money in these jobs as a native speaker. Um, But other than those small details, really it is, not too much different so now i kind of want to move into the business aspect so i kind of talked a little bit about how i ended up starting my business here in china um, but essentially i was working here in china i came back after covid i was working here teaching in china while also working on my business which i had started during covid Um, and then when it was time for my contract to renew, I was like, nope, I'm done. This is not where my passion is. And that actually baffled a lot of my coworkers. They were like, why are you leaving a stable, good job that likes you and wants you to come back the next year and teach for them? And I was just like, I'd rather do what I want to do and have that unknown and not know what's going to happen, but be happy. And so that is what I ended up doing honestly, and i 'm so much happier and That was quite a few months ago that happened um, so not anything super new, but um, due to that, I ended up being in China for probably about four four months after I finished my Uh, contract with my school and then working for that four months full time on my business. I'm still currently in that four month period, but I will excitingly enough be leaving China in about a week, a week and a half s time and moving somewhere else and kind of starting a different journey there. So that'll be a whole nother podcast episode on where I move and running a business from there once I kind of get the hang of things. But it will be very different because in China, um, Now, in terms of working on your computer, because I work on my computer every single day, anytime I pull out my laptop, it's like, okay, work is on, <laughs> work is in session. Um, and there are some co-working spaces because I don't have an office in my apartment here. And it's a little bit difficult to kind of get one, especially knowing that I'll be leaving soon. Um, so co-working is really popular amongst those who work online, but that's not a huge thing in China. There are some co-working spaces, but they're almost as expensive as rent. And I'm like, okay, no, thank you. Uh, I don't want to pay two rents in one month every month. Um... So that's something I'm kind of going to leave until I go on to this next country, which I'm sure I will reveal very soon. Um, But yeah, so I think in terms of actually running a business like you would in any other country and working online and kind of having there are cafes here there definitely are cafes um but sometimes it can be difficult to find i don't read chinese that well um i i pick up some things some characters but not too much so it can be difficult to find a good place unless it's starbucks which will be packed before like 9 or 10 a.m you have to get there early um So I find the working online culture is a little bit different from what I've seen in a lot of other countries in the world. So I am excited to kind of explore that in other countries and be able to see what it's like there because I think a lot of countries are more online friendly, especially the countries where I am going to and where I plan on going in the future. Okay, so moving on to a big, big question. Most of my clients are in North America, most of them. Now, some of them are in different time zones. I mean, if you speak English, then we can work together, absolutely. And that is what I love about my job. I love helping people and I can serve people anywhere in the world as long as you speak English. Um, But most of my clients are in Canada or the US. And so due to that, and due to me being 12 hours time ahead of them, it can be a little bit interesting sometimes to schedule calls, so essentially, in the times that i 'm in right now, if I want to work in the middle of the afternoon at two or three p m most of the people I work with are in Eastern time, funnily enough, and that 's exactly right now, twelve hours behind me so my two p m is there two a m my noon is there midnight. My dinner time is when they are almost ready to wake up at five or six a m so I can't really work on client calls in the day, which is actually okay. It gives me time to, if I have an appointment or I need to run errands, or I want to sit on my computer and do some work, it gives me time to do that. And then most of my calls are either early in the morning And I will say I'm not always a morning person. So sometimes that was initially a struggle to get into. But I mean, it is like any other job. Honestly, you have to wake up early to go to a nine to five. I have to wake up early and you really have to be disciplined enough. To realize that, I think if you don't have that discipline as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, um, if you just think I work myself, I can make my own schedule. No, if you're working online with other clients, you're also working around their schedule. So I totally understand. I need to wake up at 6 or 7 a.m. sometimes. Um, and then the other time I will work is in the evenings. So that's typically 8 until 11 or midnight, some nights, my time. So that's around 8am to noon if it's a weekend or something like that for the EST, the Eastern Time in Canada and the States. So time zones are something tricky. And honestly, where I'm going to next, mornings won't be an option, but afternoons and evenings will be an option. And honestly, I am flexible because in what I do, I have to be flexible. It's my decision to live in another place where my clients are not located. So I understand, you know, some nights I'm up until midnight or 1 a.m. on calls. Um some nights I have master classes that I really want to join and learn from that are at 2 a.m and they go until 4 a.m. And that is just part of what I do and the life that I live. And if I want to make it succeed, which I absolutely am and I of course want to continue then I need to make those sacrifices. And I think, again, you need to be disciplined enough to realize that. Um, So... That, I mean, at the end of the day, really that just comes down to being a business owner. And do you want it bad enough that you are willing to do anything? And for me, I'm like, yes, I am. If I have a client call from midnight to 1am, I'll have a longer nap that day and I'll be ready. It's not something I do every day or even every week sometimes, but if it happens, then that is a sacrifice that you need to take for the lifestyle that you live. And that's okay because I do understand that. So what I would say to somebody who is thinking of starting an online business or who is working online with something that they're passionate about right now, Oh my gosh, I would say go for it. And so many of my clients, honestly, they could work in person. They could, you know, maybe their industry is traditionally in person, but COVID made it online and now they want to stay online. And that is so common within almost all of my customers because who doesn't want to work from home? Absolutely. I understand that, um, is go for it. And this is something that I help my clients do is to bring their business fully online and be able to implement all the tools and the systems so that they can run their business easily and efficiently online. And this is something, as I said, I'm seeing increasingly more with almost every client I work with. Um, They want that flexibility. But I also caution that that flexibility, quote in quotes, I'm saying flexibility, um, sometimes you do have to get dressed up like you're going to the office for your calls or for a little photo shoot or taking some videos at your home. It's not always you know, oh, I'm just gonna work in bed. And I think sometimes that is the image that people have. Um, but even a lot of the times when I'm sitting at my computer, at the table, or sometimes on the couch, like I am dressing nicely, because it motivates you to just do the work. And that's how I work. I know everyone else kind of operates a little bit differently. But for me personally, that's how I operate. And Whether I'm in China or Canada or Timbuktu, honestly, sometimes when you're not going into the office, you need that little push, that little motivation. So you can do that by just wearing a nice top or by scheduling, okay, I'm going to show up on video today or I'm going to show up on video this, this, and this day, this week, or I'm going to do a reel so that you know that you need to look presentable. And that's another little tip. If you are working online or you're planning to fully bring your business online, that's definitely a tip to keep yourself motivated, honestly. So that has been my little bonus episode all about China and a little bit more into the background of what life in China is like. I could go into honestly a lot about um, politics and different things here but I just don't think right now it is honestly the appropriate time. I'm still in China. I don't want to say anything that could be misconstrued. So that's kind of just my day-to-day life in China, how I've experienced it, how I'm experiencing it now, and operating my business and the biggest struggles for me. But also you can turn those biggest struggles into positive things. Um, You know, for me, the time zones at the beginning was something to get used to. But if I'm having more calls in at 12 or 1am, it just means that more people are interested in working with me. And that is never, ever a bad thing. So if you have any other questions regarding life in China, business in China, absolutely message me on Instagram at the simply social underscore, I will most likely be gone from China after quite some time of living here. Um, By the time if I do record a second kind of follow up part two to this episode, but I would love to have your questions and keep them on file. um, About anything else that I didn't touch on especially business in China, I could go into a lot more about business because I do know some business owners in China who actually operate businesses in China serving Chinese and foreign customers. um, Whereas mine is more so I'm still serving people in the Western world for the most part. um, But I'm just happen to be in China. Whereas I know some people who have businesses here in China. And their life is here in China, their business is here, they can't up and move their business. So if you're interested in hearing about that aspect, I would be really happy to maybe bring on a guest and get into that a little bit more. Just DM me, let me know if it's something that would be of interest to you. Or if you want to just keep this podcast strictly business and keep this as a bonus episode. So if you are interested in learning more about me and my business, The Simply Social, head to simplysocial.com. You will find all of the information there on how we can work together, how we can bring your business fully online together and build out the right systems and get you understanding social media, marketing, and everything that you need for your business to thrive online. This is what I love. This is what I do. This is my passion. So if you want to chat any further, just check me out at thesimplysocial.com or on Instagram at thesimplysocial underscore. I hope you enjoyed this little episode, and I will be back very soon with a special guest on our next episode, and we will dive into some new topics that we have not chatted about on this podcast yet. Ciao, and see you soon.